0: Hello my fellow Americans, my fellow um compatriots, Australians, Brazilians. This is another installment of this uh great program that you chose to follow that you chose to listen to yeah we down. 44 albums or so somewhat. That's enough for a couple of months there huh? to really get distracted by music. Cover great music so far. Really great stuff. Spoken about Gene Clark the last time. Didn't listen to the album. Maybe I do that today. I don't know. Maybe I have some time to kill. Maybe I do that today. Great album though. Classic folk rock folk singer songwriter from the sixties from the seventies, yeah. Sixties and seventies. Gene Clark. Well let's move on from this. Let's see let's see what the what the future holds for us. Let's go. Thirty-nine, okay. Right at the beginning of the list, which is a rare thing to happen. Alright, Morse. Viva Hate I believe first time that I'm speaking, not about the Smiths, because I did speak about the Smiths on a particular, very early on, everything's kind of early on, you know, in this year, 43 episodes is not that long for a podcast, but um, I did speak about the last Smiths album, and this ties in together almost immediately after that particular record, I might have mentioned something about Morsey's uh, solo career because I'm a big I'm a big fan of his solo career as well. And I was, as always, thinking about Morrissey the other day because I was speaking with someone in particular, and we, we just met each other. So I was just explaining what was the my 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 favorites, you know in terms of 80s and, and, and in terms of 80s rock and all that. And, and, and I did mention this myth, and I thought, because she's much younger than me, so she never had any contact with that sort of thing for the most part. And I, I did remember thinking, oh, do I explain more say's Solo Korea? Do, should I go into it or not? I remember thinking of that. Uh, that in particular, it's a very young friend of mine that um I was I happened to speak to about music a lot one particular day. So what you have here is the first effort from from uh Stephen Morrison. Famously very famous for the for the for the position that he held as the vocalist for the Smiths throughout the whole discography, you know, they they kept together as a band, as the four members over there him and Johnny Moore being the the, the forces, like the, the, the character of the band. After that, uh, Morrissey became something of his own, right? Without Johnny Moore, for better or for worse. I do not speak with many Smiths fans. I'm not sure if they are around that much. But I, I really don't know how the majority feels about the the Morris solo career. Because usually if you really like the Smiths you don't want anything that doesn't sound like the Smiths. You know, so you'd rather just listen to Smith's for 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 Eddie for for the, for the eternally listening to what the Smiths put out, right? That's what I meant. Fuck me. at a turn and, or something I I had a word to describe it I just didn't I didn't know how to How to do it. I don't know how to do words sometimes. Uh you might have noticed that already. So Viva his first effort into a solo career, and we see here um Morsey, of course, very sure of himself as a composer, like he always was, you know, in in his uh Smiths years. And you know, very, 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 very Confident singer-songwriter, very confident lyricist, composer, and very sure of his voice and his message. We see with Viva Hate him kind of swimming in the deep end for a long time because Johnny Ma was actually like the anchor of the Smiths. Like it it was a very sure thing that whatever Morrissey came to think of, Johnny Ma will have. Johnny Moore, who have some some melody to describe that particular song or that particular composition. Very, very talented um, guitarist. Very, very talented instrumentalist. One of the most probably underrated uh, guys in the 80s in terms of how good he was with his instrument. Of course, he has the, the, the Smiths material to to show right like Stella much because of his performances but um, Smith was kind of always like Morrissey you know if you think about Smith you think about Morrissey but Johnny Ma is actually a very 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 important part if not equal to what Morrissey did because it's just the whole basis of everything you know the whole philosophy of indie rock in the 80s passes through what Ma did with his guitar work and his ideas about production and all, all that. He was the, the the sound guy in a way. So we see Morrissey here without that crutch. We see him like free flowing in a way. Of course that he he found someone. He did find someone who was um, taking a similar space within the the. the the band dynamic that he was about to 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 play out in this in his solo career, and I believe that person's name is Steven Street, yep, so he's the producer, the main guitarist Steven Street was someone that worked with him, I think all the way to the mid nineties. I think he's very much responsible for Vauxhall and I as well, which is you know said to be one of the best albums from from uh Morrissey. Yeah, he doesn't he doesn't produce he might have worked in the first he might have worked more in the first leg of uh of Morrissey's solo career. So I think it's until your Arsenal which is his third solo album something like that. He was around and then other guitarists, other other producers took the helm of being like Johnny Ma of Morrissey, right? While Johnny Ma was with the Smiths Morrissey in his solo career. I do not think that he plays anything. I do not think that he is very proficient in any particular instrument. I think he's a lyricist and a vocalist and an excellent one in both of those um, realms. I'm just confirming if that's the case with because I don't want to say something that's not true, okay, so he might have paired up with maybe Bonadre he's in, he's in Bonadrag, although I don't feel, I don't understand that he is no, so yeah, I think at least for the first part of his career, he latched on to Stephen Street he might have worked with him in, in some other capacities in another another record here and there, but I'm not quite sure, and uh okay what I will say is this was the first album from the Smiths vocalists, so it was the first foray into a solo career with someone in a band as iconic as the Smiths. You know, what you'll find in this album, it's a much more post spunky approach much more aggressive much more abrasive it's similar to what in a way what Paul McCartney did with this first album it's kind of experimental it has a lot of short songs it's it's a more um, it's a more um, loose album than any of the other Smith's material ever were and it's backed by a very big song called Sweethead Uh, that, that song is to this day the most popular song uh, and every day is like Sunday as well, it's quite, you know, those are hits from early Morrissey. Um of course they don't have many other hits, I think, um, I can have a look, I'm not sure if he had s- too many big songs like those two, yeah, I wouldn't think so, uh, the more you ignore me, the closer I get. gets, quite, quite uh, expressive, yeah, he has a lot of albums. Huh? He has a lot of shit albums. Seriously, first of the Gang to die reaches like some some is you you the query like his album from two thousand four. It's really good, it's a really good album. And okay, so you see what Morrissey has to offer with this first album, and it's it's pretty interesting because he doesn't. I mean, he, you can really like the early same material and really put that together with um with the Smiths material, especially the last leg, especially with Strange Ways, which is the more abrasive, which is the more experimental album that they did put out. Uh you can lump those, you can acquaint those quite quite easily. Um again, I think the debate here could be, not even if if the album is good or not, because it's definitely a very good album, I don't think it's his best one, I think Bonus to Drag is his best album, but I don't think it's even an album, I think it is, I don't know, it's, uh, some songs repeat from one album to the other, they they do tend to repeat some, some stuff, some releases and all that, and um, I do like Vox Eye and I as well, and You're the Query, so if I w- if I would give a ranking, right, it would be Bonadrag, Fox Hall. Not that it's interesting any in, in, in the slightest, but that would that would be my it start with Bona Drag, because that's the most charismatic one. And then maybe, you know, you can you can fuck with uh, with um, this one that I'm talking about. Which what's the name? Fucking forgot the name. vivahate So it has that contrarian ability. The Morrissey always had going on, right? But the counterpoint to that, the sweetness to that, was probably the band relationship, and I think the love that they that they have for each other. Um, during the Smiths run, you know, I think that they were a band that really liked one another. Just things got sour at the end. People attribute some some sometimes that you know, for, for a love between Morrissey aimed at Johnny Marr a, a kind of a, like unrecorded, unrecorded love Morrissey had hearts for Johnny Marr, you know, I'm not sure if that's the case, but I've I've, I've heard theories about that and I think that the, the, the thing fall, fell apart because of that, that situation, which I don't think Johnny Marr is gay in the slider, so yeah, that was something there. So you see more, say, embracing more of a cynical, like bitter side of him in this one, which is interesting because he didn't necessarily did that with the uh, w- w- with the Smith material. Someone has, but it's more a melanchol- melancholy, right? It's a melancholia it's a melancholic feeling like the cynicism comes and it's a little bit nihilistic as well but here on Viva Hate you do have a more abrasive cynicism from him which is interesting to see him flexing those muscles because it's not very present like in this type of form like such a negative and such a Cynic album. It's not the case with this Smith. so that's probably why people were kind of put off by by most of his um, early solo career, which was more, you know, which was more on the cynic, mm. which was more on the cynic side, which more was more on the sour and bitter side of things. And a little bit more obtuse, but great, because if you can, you can if you can back obtuse and cynic and negative with good songwriting, it's just more flavor of a different thing that you have in a, in a song, you know it's it's one more scope of feeling that you have to explore and to show as a singer songwriter it, it, it doesn't leave anything behind. If it's backed by good songwriting, right? If it's backed by good lyricism and by good compositions and purpose, right? That being said, it's been a long time since I've listened to this album. I'll probably I say that probably through most things that I review here. Not a review, it's not really a review. It's just off the cuff thoughts, you know? Sometimes it can be more information about it, sometimes it's just. Like this, it's interesting the 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 exercise of exercising. What you think and what you say about shit. It's definitely a very good, very good album. It's a classic. On this uh, discography, it's definitely a top tier album from him. I'll put up there with like you know all this this bass material. Vivo hits for sure. One of those uh inside that bass material i wouldn't put above anything else that i really like i think everything that's i think viva hits his worst bass album and his really bad albums i don't think i ever wasted too much time with with those because i really just like the good stuff you know i'm sure there was i'm sure there is some 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 very nice things to, to find in the in the weaker weaker side of his discography, like softball grandma You know, I'm I'm never gonna listen to that album. But I'm not interested at all. <laughs> I'm not, and I'm a, a huge Morrissey fan, right? I'm really like him. I really like his his uh, his uh, sarcasm and and his songwriting styles. And when he, when he comes like f- fully blasting, he's pretty good. And he came fully blasting a few. Uh, particular albums, especially the late late 2000 ones uh, namely Years of Refusal When You're the Quarry it's uh he tends to, to to go hard when he wants, you know, he's he's a very very good singer-songwriter Uh really like him very very cool personality and doesn't change at all, right, really annoying as well <laughs> with the vegan stuff and that sort of thing, you know shut the fuck up Kind of what I think. So yeah. Not really much to say. Not really much to say. Guessing out a little bit on that one there, to be honest. Uh every day is like Sunday. Classic, absolute classic. You know, you see that in a lot of uh indie movies. It's it's pretty much his mid song, you know. I think that was something that he was writing. Because every every material that he has, um, up until the Smiths broke up, right, it's in this album. So you can consider this a Smiths album without Johnny Moore and whatever the name of the the drummer and the bass as well, you know, Andy something. You could you could, You can probably consider. That kind of like a smith's album because the feeling is like the same after this one there is more original more reflexive and more mature material from him entering the 90s he after the smiths he got into like a big kind of aggressive nihilist phase which is your arsenal and and viva hate after that he became a little bit more mellow so he has two or three albums a little bit more chill, you know so yeah, that's what I think about Viva Hate which translates to like uh, salute to hate like viva, it would be like a Spanish word it's pretty big in Mexico more so it might be some not to that which is strange but anyway yeah. So you can trace that to the end of the Smiths. You can say that it's pretty much an appendix. Appendix? Appendix? It's an appendix, you know, of a Smiths. But it's not all there. It's pretty much has a character of, of its own. But it's much, much more, much more closer to a Smiths than anything else that he would do. And I would probably say listen to Bonus Drag as well, because Bonus Drag is a great. 80s pop rock you know post-punk for sure but more pop rock very creative uh, endeavor over there and bonus is his best album 100% I love Bonadrag much more than Viva Hate although Viva Hate has a very very specific but very specific place in my life I'm very old to it as well like to, uh, I've, I started listening to the myths and Hence, more to say in a very young age, right? 17 or something like that. And I, I remember not feeling particularly fond of, of Viva Head because it was too cynic, it was too sour. It was too... Yeah, I, I liked Vauxhall and I better. And your Arsenal is kind of the same as well. So it's you can pair up those two albums. Okay, I feel like I'm not saying anything of any value now so i would just stop and Viva hey you have the obvious songs if you want to see some more abrasive and aggressive experimentations from Morsey if you want to see him a little bit looser and finally breaking from the mode that he that he because Smiths was his school right of how to how to how to how to do what he does uh, it is interesting to see him as that figure like, again, one more kind of solo career album from someone, like in a row. And it's definitely uh, one of the most interesting solo careers that you have because of the size and, and because of the very little space that the Smiths were like something recognizable in music and the impact that they had. The impact that they had interesting to see that Morrissey is way older than that right now you know and and you always kind of look at the parallels between Solo career, especially from someone that defined the band right defined the whole character of the Smiths Morrissey so it's interesting to see and probably understand how that will play out and pan out w- w- if they had stayed together during the 90s i think they would become kind of like a i don't know what would be like a close example like a rem to some extent you know kind of like a pixies but not really imagine having a, a, a late career smith album that would be crazy that's probably the craziest thing that you can think and also possible, right? Because, uh, from what I know, all of them are still alive and pretty much kicking it, right? I'm not sure about Johnny Ma or all the other ones, but what about the other ones? Let's see who's who died. I don't think anyone died. Andy Rourke and Mike and Mike Joyce, I think they become at least one of them, became producers, right? Yeah, he played with Didi, Mother's Mouse. Yeah, he, uh, Johnny Ma became kind of like a guru from for um, other alternative rock bands. You know, became like a, like a godfather. Yeah, all of them are still still alive. It's uh, definitely just mainly, I think, more say Johnny Ma that don't want don't want anything to do with one another. Which is, I mean, things that happen, right? Okay. Okay. I think that's it. I think that's it. No thing to say anymore. Bye. Bye.